Hi there, and welcome to the Pursuit of Wholeness podcast. My name is Sally Twelman, and I am obsessed with all things wellness. The basics like food, nutrition, and fitness, and all the other things that help us feel well and be our best, like mind-body medicine, meditation, breath work, mindfulness, thought work, and some more tangible things like finding balance and creating better habits and figuring out how to do all the things so that we can feel our best as women, as mothers, and as multifaceted humans. Believe me, I understand this balancing act because in addition to being a dietitian and an integrative wellness coach, I am also a mom of three busy kids. I'm just trying to do my best every day, but I'm super excited you're here as I share my knowledge and experience and as we seek and learn together how to feel well, be healthy, and live a fulfilling life in our own pursuit of wholeness. Let's get started. Hey, my friends. Today, we're going to continue our conversation around metabolic, (laughs) metabolic health. The last couple of weeks, first, I talked about my journey through blood sugar, my health changes over the last few years. Then last week, I focused on carbohydrates. What are our carbohydrates? How to choose carbohydrates that are most beneficial for our body and um, our metabolism. And today I want to talk about metabolic flexibility. This is kind of a deeper dive, I guess, into the why of carbohydrate modification of ketogenesis, which is what people are trying to achieve with the keto diet and all of that. So I'm hoping to keep this episode short and sweet because this, when we get into metabolic flexibility, mitochondrial health, this can all be, it's a lot of science, which I know you like science. I like science. Who doesn't like science? Because science is super cool, (laughs) but it can be much a little much. And so I'm going to, I just want to give you the whys of metabolic flexibility. So hopefully you can think about diet modification as less of a restriction and more of how do you optimize your body to feel good, to be a weight that you want, and most importantly, be healthy and live in a way that you have good energy, you sleep well. These are all the goals of being metabolically flexible. And right now, as a society, I would say most of us are fairly metabolically inflexible, therefore metabolically unhealthy. So let me just kind of go into what is metabolic flexibility and why it matters. So metabolic flexibility refers to the ability of our bodies to switch between fuel sources, to change and adapt to nutrient availability. And when I talk about nutrient availability, I'm specifically talking about how much carbohydrate you have available versus how much fat you have available. So in other words, it's the capacity of our metabolism to 
efficiently, I always have a hard time with that word, (laughs) efficiently use various substrates or substances such as glucose from carbohydrates, fatty acids from fat, ketones, which your body creates in absence of, of carbohydrates, to use these different fuel sources for energy. So why does this matter? First, it matters because of energy balance. Metabolic flexibility plays a crucial role in maintaining energy balance. When the body can seamlessly switch between using glucose or fatty acids for energy, it can do a much better job of matching energy intake with energy expenditure. So basically this is it your body is much better at when it takes in food to use it efficiently. This is really important in weight management and overall health. Next, having good metabolic flexibility is often associated with improved insulin sensitivity. And this is really important because when our body is able to effectively use glucose as fuel, it really reduces the risk of being insulin resistant, which is a precursor to type 2 diabetes and really just negatively impacts overall health. So that is a really, really important aspect of metabolic flexibility. Another uh, really important aspect of metabolic flexibility is metabolic flexibility really allows the body to adapt to stressors such as exercise and periods of fasting more effectively. This adaptation really ensures the body can function regardless of what is happening throughout the body. You don't have huge swings in brain fog or energy, different things like that. And last is just overall performance. What is your energy like? How are you sleeping at night? How well do you perform when you want to go out and work out? There are some people that will simply go for a walk and they're completely smoked. And this is one sign that your metabolism really isn't quite working like it should because it can't tap into both the quick sources of fuel like glucose and then also your stored sources of fuel like stored fat. So those are all the reasons why metabolic flexibility is really important. So really some big takeaways of the hows and the why, or really, I guess the biggest takeaway that I want people to think about is that study shows that being metabolically inflexible is associated with insulin resistance, obesity, and a pretty stark increase in chronic diseases like diabetes and cardiovascular disease. So what are the factors that impact your metabolic flexibility or your metabolic inflexibility? Well, first thing are your genetics. We're all different. How we break down food is different. Our hormones, transporters, enzymes, all of the metabolic pathways 
are different in all of us. That's why some of us respond differently, better or worse, to high or low carbohydrate diets. So we're all very different. The next thing that really impacts our metabolism, and you can probably guess this, (laughs) is what we eat, our nutrition. So having a really high carbohydrate diet, a diet that is comprised of a lot of sugary foods, highly processed foods, this will negatively impact your blood sugar regulation, which has a huge impact on your overall metabolism and how well you really utilize that carbohydrate. Also, some of the uh, nutrients that you take in, the micronutrients, the phytochemicals, these really impact how well your metabolism works. Next is physical activity. Whenever we don't move our bodies, our energy making mechanisms, our metabolism, our mitochondria, become more sluggish. So being more physically active and having lots of varied physical activity, some high intensity activity, and then also some moderate activity, all of this helps to change up and causes our body to become more metabolically flexible. Remember, our body is always working to change and adapt to the stimulus that we're giving it. And so if our activity is varied, that will cause our body to become more flexible in that variation. So being physically active is key, numero uno, (laughs) but then also varying up and changing up that activity is really, really helpful. And then Last but certainly, certainly, certainly not least, or really these are two different things, are sleep and stress. I cannot emphasize enough the importance of getting enough sleep to help our health and our body work correctly, and then also managing stress. Stress will trigger so many different hormonal changes like cortisol, and this really, really has a huge impact in our metabolism, and then also our insulin sensitivity. So I don't know if I mentioned it in my episode about my change in blood sugar or my my health journey over the last couple of, of years, but when I was wearing my CGM, which is my continuous glucose monitor, I actually did this big presentation And I get very nervous speaking in front of people. I stutter, but but speaking in front of people is one of my goals and getting better at it. That is one of my goals. So I had this, it was the biggest in-person presentation that I've ever done. I planned, I worked, I wrote my presentation over months. It was, I think, really great. I just got super nervous. And so I... (laughs) I felt really nervous during the presentation and then afterwards, and I think that that I showed I was pretty nervous. Anyway, that doesn't matter. My point is, my point of telling you this whole very long story <laughs> is that I went back and looked at my CGM data right after that and the impact of my blood sugar from doing that speech was pretty crazy. And I'd heard this forever that 
that stress causes blood sugar to spike. But what happened is my talk, I think, was at like two, and I talked from like two to three. My blood sugar skyrocketed, and it it couldn't have been really attributed to what I had eaten because I had eaten earlier, and I also had a very glycemically neutral meal, but my blood sugar skyrocketed like 40, 50 points, stayed elevated for hours afterwards, and then finally decreased. And so that was such a good reminder that whenever we have quite a bit of stress in in our life, it definitely causes our blood sugar to skyrocket, stay elevated longer, and it just cause a, causes a constant up and down. So managing stress is so important. Some of my favorite ways to manage stress are meditation, doing that first thing in the morning to really set a baseline for your day, and then also just breathing throughout the day. And then notice what triggers you or causes you stress. How can you manage that? How can you think about it differently? Anyway, I don't want to get too far into that, but if you are looking to really manage your blood sugar and optimize your metabolism, getting a handle on your stress is really, really important. So, okay, just to kind of wrap things up, what are the main things that I want you to do and think about whenever you are trying to become more metabolically healthy? First and foremost, eat a balanced diet, a diet that is really comprised mainly of whole foods, vegetables, uh, fruits, high fiber foods, lean protein, healthy fat, whole grains, lots of beans. You know, I love my beans. Really avoid lots of refined carbohydrates and sugary foods. Next is really changing up and experimenting with your micronutrient ratios. This will really help you decide how your body best functions. Does your body work better having lower carbohydrate intake? Does it do better with higher protein intake? And then also having those variations of days where you have slightly higher carbohydrate intake versus slightly lower carbohydrate intake, or maybe days where your eating window is smaller, meaning that you have more fasting, you start your first meal later. This really encourages your body to adapt to different fuel sources. And that's part of the goal of being uh, metabolically flexible. Next is having regular exercise. That is so important. Moving your body every day. I like for everybody to set a walking goal of 10,000 steps every day, but beyond just the walking goal, really incorporate some high intensity exercises along with having some of the more moderate, slower burn, walking, cycling, slow running. That is really important in helping your body adapt to those differences. Really important. Stress management. So important. Finding ways to reduce your stress response is really good. Breathing, meditation, yoga, mindfulness, so huge. Getting adequate sleep, seven to nine hours of good quality sleep every day. If this is a problem for you, definitely talk to your doctor. 
And there are some really good sleep uh, supplements out there too. Making sure you stay properly hydrated. Hydration and water and being dehydrated definitely negatively impacts your uh, metabolic process. Next is really avoid overeating. And this this is a whole separate conversation, but being very mindful about what you're eating, how you're eating, when you're eating, and limiting the processed foods because we often gravitate towards processed foods when we emotionally eat. So if you need help with this, if emotional eating is something that you struggle with, I actually have a really great handout for you. So you can head over to my website, saunanutritionandwellness.com backslash mindful eating 101 handout. And um, this is a great place for you to start. You can always go to, to my DMs, ask me for this handout, and I will happily, happily send it to you. Okay. So those are the basics of how do you create a really healthy and flexible metabolism and why it's important. It's important to have a healthy weight, to respond well to the food that you're eating, to sleep better, to feel good, and most importantly, to be healthy, to really change your focus around food from being totally focused on weight loss to really be focused on how do I feel well how do I get healthy and how do I live a long and healthy life? So I hope this was really helpful for you. I hope that you are able to take away these uh, fairly basic principles, but just because they're basic principles, it doesn't mean that they don't have a huge impact on your overall well being. I hope you're able to take them and really, really take action on them and apply them to your life. If this was helpful to you, I would love it if you could share it with someone else who you think would also find this helpful. So you can always reach out to me on Instagram. That's the main place I I hang out. It's sally.twelman. Send me a, a DM. I will send you that a mindful eating handout. That is super, super helpful. And as always, thank you so much for joining me today. I love talking about this. I think it is so interesting (laughs) and super fun. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed it too. So thanks again for joining me today. And as always, I wish you so much health and happiness on your own pursuit of wholeness. I will see you next time. Bye.